0: Hello my friends, my beautiful people. How's it going? So I just saw this come across my feed here. So it's the Richard Allen attorneys denied by judge in the Delphi murder case. Um, I saw it from Court TV from their YouTube and I haven't even watched it yet. But I wanted to go ahead and watch it with you guys and give you guys my thoughts and opinions on this and hear your guys's thoughts and opinions as well. So hold on here. Let's
1: I'm Bitty Politan. Great to have you with us on this Halloween night. Uh, Let's begin with the Delphi case. This thing is getting messy, extremely messy. Um, And and, and if you think back to, to before we even got to this point, five years 5 years without an arrest and finally there's a break in the case there's an arrest and then we then we uncovered who was the man accused and then we looked at why they arrested this man and we questioned well why wasn't he arrested like 5 years ago it didn't seem like there was new evidence it was just like finding his name under a pile of papers somewhere which which startled me so i said okay all right there was a lack of communication amongst law enforcement. The biggest case ever uh, in, in this part of Indiana. Fine. Now we get to the defense case, and things are getting messy. The, the defense, you remember, that the, the the allegations of this Odinism, that these two kids were, were murdered in a ritual. That's what the defense is saying. Richard Allen's attorneys, his attorneys who have been so passionately representing him.
0: Okay, real quick. I just want to say, guys, um, if you don't know about the Richard Allen case right now with the Odinism, I went over that a little bit. But here's the basics. The defense is saying that Richard Allen didn't kill these girls, that it was actually an odinistic cult like that killed these girls, and that he is actually being harassed right now by a couple of Odin odie who Odinites, whatever you want to call them who actually work at the jail and come to find out two of the guard members who do work at the jail that are in charge of actually him like in charge of over him and making sure that you know what he's good he's taken care of and everything he claims that two of these guys had in Odin we trust patches, they had like the symbol patches, and that they were with this Odinistic cult like thing, um sacrificial things. And that's where Libby and Abby that's what happened to them is that eventually that they were like sacrificed. So um won't get it all into that right now. But if you want to, I will link that all up so that you guys can see, like, oh, that's what she's talking about. Anyway, um, anyway, yes, I just wanted to bring that. All right. Okay.
1: Lay out this conspiracy that involves prison guards. It involves local Odinists, and it's all sort of tied together, and And Richard Allen is kind of stuck in the middle of all of it. Then there's a leak. A leak of some crime scene photos and the court has been very careful in, in keeping all this stuff not in the public. Very little has been released in, in any of this to, for a couple of reasons. One you want to protect um, potential tainting of the jury, right? You don't want anyone to get information ahead of the trial, that's number one. Uh, number two is, is also protection of the family. And we're talking crime scene photos. I mean, brutal crime scene photos of these two young girls who were murdered. And it was leaked. And And the, the trace the leak, it goes back to the defense. So this became a huge problem for the defense. Judge not happy.
0: Yes. Crime, f- crime scene photos had been released to um, portions of the public, not the whole public. The people that had gotten those crime scene photos had claimed that they had just sent it right back to the police and that they didn't... Send them out. Um, apparently, it was from the side of the defense. Not sure if it was, like, someone working there or what, but somehow they got released and got leaked out. These are graphic, very graphic, very horrific crime scene photos. I mean, it would be absolutely devastating to, like, the whole families to be able to have all that out. But it would also answer a lot of questions because they're claiming that in those photos, it can show that Abby and Libby were actually positioned in a certain way and that they had like branches on them in a certain way, which would depict a symbol on their bodies. And then that would actually elaborate with what they are actually saying. So I'm I'm not sure if they originally had decided like, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to like this just to get it out there to be like oh yeah so that people can say like hey the defense is right you know i don't know but then last time we were on here we they were doing a live trial first time that they were allowing media in inside right they were allowing media to come inside and they were doing a live trial well what happened was that lawyers got their own lawyers and they asked to be recused from the case. They're like, we're stepping down, we're stepping away. Now that is up to the judge. The judge can tell them, no, you still gotta go, you gotta go through this um, or not. So it'd be interesting to kind of see where this goes, so.
1: And then the attorneys seemingly withdraw from the case. Now they're coming back and saying they, they were sort of coerced into withdrawing from the case. I mean, it's a mess. So where we stand now is that everyone's going back to court, but Richard Allen has two attorneys that were his attorneys that are off the case, and he's got apparently new attorneys, but he wants the old attorneys. I thought It's a mess. It's a mess. So in court today, Caitlin Kendall from Scripps News Indianapolis uh, has a ro- report for us tonight.
2: That court hearing happened about 45 minutes late, and it only lasted... About minutes. It happened one year to the day that accused Delphi murder suspect Richard Allen's arrest was announced. Allen's wife and family in the front row of the court hearing, as they have been every time. He mouthed hi to them as he walked in in his yellow jumpsuit and shackles. Also in the courtroom, Abby Williams and Libby German's family. The two were found dead in February of 2017. Allen is charged with murder for their deaths. Allens, now former attorneys Andrew Baldwin and Brad Rosie, were in court despite their previous withdrawal from the case earlier this month. Judge Frank Gull has now formally disqualified them from the case after Rosie and Baldwin filed to represent Allen pro bono following the withdrawal. Judge Gull denied that request, citing gross negligence. Baldwin wasn't happy about that after court and spoke to REPORTER briefly after the hearing about the judge's ruling. Baldwin, can you provide any comment?
3: IT'S TIME FOR YOU GUYS TO START BEING JOURNALISTS."
2: goal APOLOGIZED TO ALLEN FOR DENYING HIS REQUEST TO KEEP BALDWIN AND ROSIE, SAYING SHE CANNOT AND WILL NOT ALLOW THEM TO REPRESENT HIM. SHE THEN OFFICIALLY APPOINTED HIS NEW DEFENSE ATTORNEYS, ROBERT SCRIMEN AND WILLIAM LABRADO. ALLEN'S NEW DEFENSE TEAM REQUESTED THAT TRIAL DATE THAT IS ORIGINALLY SET FOR JANUARY TO BE PUSHED BACK. THE STATE JUDGE FRAN goal AGREED SAYING THEY LIKELY WOULDN'T BE READY. For that trial in January. That new trial date is set for October 15th. It comes nearly eight years after Abby and Libby were found dead. In Delphi, Caitlin Kendall, WRTV. All
1: right, we also have the letter. Now, this is the letter. To me, this is very significant from October 11th Richard Allen to the judge. Please accept this letter as confirmation that I have communicated with my attorney, Bradley Rosie, regarding the circumstances regarding the leaking of sensitive information in this case. I am aware that images of crime scene photos and other related documents were taken by a friend and former employee of Attorney Baldwin at Attorney Baldwin's office. I have discussed with attorney the potent impact that the distribution of these documents could have on my defense. Attorney Rosie has also communicated to me that the prosecutor has requested that my attorneys be disqualified from representing me in this case. I do not want this to happen. I want Mr. Baldwin and Mr. Rosie to continue to represent me until the case is resolved one way or the other. I believe they are acting in a manner that is in my best interest. I appreciate your time and consideration in this matter. So the attorneys want in. They'll do it for free because he doesn't have any money. He wants the attorneys in, but the judge has disqualified them, and the prosecutor doesn't want them in. What's going on? let's bring in our guest joining us in indianapolis
0: what the hell what so they're they're telling the judge like yeah you know what our somehow we messed up we let a friend slash colleague that we trusted and they took the documents and leaked them that we'll do this completely pro bono they have through and through been really good to richard allen like legit like they really do want to help him they They've done a lot more than I think a lot of um, public defenders do. I feel like that they've been very, very good at what they've been doing. And they said, look, we'll do it completely free. We were coerced to say that we wanted to be off the case, but we've changed our minds. And we're like, look, we want to. And Richard Allen's like, yeah, I want these guys on my case too. I trust them. And the judge says no. The judge says no. I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist, which which happens sometimes. Sometimes I sound like a conspiracy theorist, especially, you know, um, all the things I say. But why would the judge now say no? And who's to say that, like, someone on the other side of this, the state side, didn't put this one person up against them and pay them off maybe to even leak these photos to get the defense off of this side because again, you know what oh, I gotta say this this is my personal opinion it is not anyone else's this is just what I'm thinking and what I'm concluding right now as I speak um from what I'm seeing so this is just my personal opinion this is I'm this is just what I think so with that why why would they so maybe maybe that happened right and they paid him off or something and so that they could get them kicked off and now, i mean now his, his attorneys are like i care so much about this case i'm invested i want to make sure that the right person goes to jail for this not just richard allen just because and all this coercion against the Police Department has now come out. They're saying, like, yeah, we verified that these people are Odinus. They flat out said it. They were wearing the patches. And he's claiming, like, yo, that's why I came out and I said on the phone that I did it. Because they threatened my life. They threatened possibly his family. Like, who knows what. And now these lawyers that have done such a fantastic job at this had his back 100 percent are no longer allowed to represent him for free wow i don't know it to me seems like maybe there's a conspiracy going on with the whole state like the judge the corrections facility maybe Maybe I'm just saying shit out of my ass, but, like, this is literally what is just coming to my mind right now from hearing this. Now, I think next they're going to bring on um, the host from the Murder Sheets podcast, which I believe that's where they got the tip that police got the tip that his gun might have been in a river or something. I don't quote
1: me on that. Anywho, all right, I want to hear what this one says. Indiana hosts a murder sheet podcast. Anya Kane and Kevin Greenley are with us. And those of you who know, Kevin is an attorney as well. Um, this, is, this is very messy, but I'm just going to take a breath. You guys are in court today. Um, where are we? Because uh, Baldwin, Andrew Baldwin, after court, looked like he was angry.
3: Yes, indeed. Yes, a lot of high emotions, I think, at the courthouse today. And, I mean, where are we? We're in the middle of a big mess, Vinny. I think there's no other way to state it. You have just an absolute kind of, I think, unrolling disaster in this case right now with with the kind of uh, fallout from this leak and what's happened since. And I think it's It's under the public comments in in the court and in what's happening here in Indiana today.
4: And I think it's worth noting that what happened today was not just the result of the leak of the crime scene photos. At one point, Judge Gull asked Prosecutor McClellan, what do you think about all of this? And he started citing several things that the defense attorneys had done, which in his mind constituted gross negligence. He referred to an earlier leak that took place in December. Of 2022 he referred to the fact that in his judgment these defense attorneys had prepared filings which included erroneous statements or lies he he referred to that Frank's memorandum which he says was all about arguing theory instead of stating the facts of the case which would lead to help judge determine whether or not to hold a Frank's hearing
1: now I want to get back to the 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 crime scene photos right we talked about the sleep you guys at the Murder Sheet Podcast received this leak, you deleted it, you uh, notified law enforcement, you have never even described publicly what you've seen. So has anyone else who got these leaks, have they put the images out there? Have they described them anywhere? Um, um, so I know yeah. you guys didn't. You you were one of the people that that received this stuff and you got rid of it. Uh, Unfortunately,
3: there have been some uh, disclosures in different social media, you know, sort of um, spaces about details that that we feel are just unnecessary and just sort of gratuitous. Um, And as far as we know, no images or none of the really graphic images have gotten out there. So that's good so far. And we just hope it stays that way because. Defendant Allen's rights need to be protected, and these girls' families don't need to go through this. I mean, they've been through so much already.
1: And in today's hearing, was Richard Allen there? Did he speak? Did he say anything about wanting Baldwin and Rosie back?
3: It's interesting. Judge Gill addressed him directly at one point. He didn't really speak. I didn't hear him voice anything, but uh, she essentially said, listen, I know that you want these attorneys to stay on, but I'm sorry, I cannot. In good conscience allowed them. She basically indicated that they were inadequate and um, you know had been compromised by their own actions and that they would not be competent going forward. And so one thing that's interesting though is Richard Allen seemed a, a lot different than the Richard Allen we've been seeing um, in, in previous hearings. He seemed healthier today. He seems to have gained a bit of weight. He's not looking as emaciated and pallid as he once was. So we were sort of seeing a
1: different Richard Allen today. And the new attorneys, do we have any indication what this would be? Because, I mean, all of us were like, oh, my goodness, when Frank's motion and the whole theory was laid out. Any indication from the new defense team whether they are going to adopt this, ignore it? Is there going to be communication between the old team and the new team?
4: There hasn't been any solid indication on that about all that these new defense attorneys said in court today was they indicated that they had not yet received any discovery materials. And as we know, there are thousands of thousands of pages of discovery for them to go through. And the judge indicated well, maybe you will end up adopting these motions made by the defense or maybe you will file your own.
1: And do we have any indication again because you know andrew baldwin seemed pretty upset coming out of court today um leaning on uh, the media to do some journalism um number one what do you take from that statement and and number two are they taking any other action that we know of to try to intervene and get back the case or somehow impact what's happening in this case
3: I don't know what was in Baldwin's head when he encouraged the journalists assembled to do journalism. I imagine, you know, dig into the case, and I'm sure he'd, you know, appreciate it if if the kind of conclusions of said journalism were in favor of him and his side of this whole thing. But I would say that I don't think we've seen the last of Rosie and Baldwin. I would very much expect um, for them to kind of continue circling this case in in some, you know, effect. Uh, Currently, there is a, sort of a case with the Indiana Supreme Court that were filed by three completely different attorneys on behalf of Richard Allen. And that's looking at Judge Gull and whether or not she's keeping records properly in this case. So there may be opportunities for the old defense team, which seems very highly connected with that filing, um, to continue to hammer away at Judge Gull. We imagine that they, if they get the opportunity, they will kind of basically tie up this case in, in appeals tie up this case in the Supreme Court of Indiana and essentially stretch it out so that they can eventually potentially come back and maybe oust her. So there may be twists ahead.
1: Oh, I I think there very well may be. And to follow all the twists and turns in this case, this investigation, um, make sure you download the Murder Sheet podcast. They're on top of it each and every moment that something happens. Anya and Kevin, great to see you. Thank you so much.
3: Thanks Thank for having you. us. Happy Halloween.
1: <laughs> you too. Okay. Let's bring in our think tank. Join us tonight in Columbia, South Carolina, criminal defense attorney and lawyer Lori on TikTok, Lori Murray.
0: Yeah, I would expect the, that defense to come at that judge as well. Um 100%. Like I I just even stated that before we watched that, that That kind of seems like that could be some sort of conspiracy that's going on as well. And then they said, like, do your journalism and everything, I'll go ahead too. I'm going to reach out to them and see if they are willing to talk. I don't know what they can and cannot talk about. It's worth a shot. We'll see. We'll see if I can get a response from them and see if they'd be willing to talk as well. Um, I find it interesting that the other side too has said that there's incompetence and neg- negligence and and it's all oh, all just conspiracy yes yes there's a lot of conspiracy until as conspiracy theories are only conspiracy theories until they're proven to be true then they're just conspiracy so all right all right let's see what else i got to say here
1: also with us at west palm beach florida former police lieutenant and uh incredible trial attorney rick king and in washington dc you know him the attorney represented johnny depp successfully in his defamation case and a fellow of the american college of trial lawyers ben chu is back with us as well okay so um my head's gonna explode i've never seen anything like this before all right lori which which is more of a every time there's a criminal case we're always worried about the record and the appeals and everything which is more OF A PROBLEM, OKAY, a, a MURDER DEFENDANT BEING REPRESENTED BY SOMEONE WHO THE JUDGE HAS DEEMED TO BE um, NOT COMPETENT OR HAS, has, has ENGAGED in, IN CONDUCT THAT IS DETRIMENTAL TO THE DEFENSE OR A MURDER DEFENDANT WANTING TWO LAWYERS WHO WANT TO rep- Represent for free and not being allowed to have those lawyers represent him. Because they both seem kind of problematic, which is a bigger problem. Um, Lori. Oh,
5: they're both. They're both huge problems. Good to tell you that right now. I, I think the bigger problem is that if, if these two lawyers have done something that is unethical and then. The judge doesn't want them on the case says that they're incompetent you're setting yourself up for pcr down the road she cannot go back and say no now you're competent, and now you're able to represent them that is an appeal waiting to happen so that to me is the worst thing they have to be gone
1: so they have to be gone rick do you do you, do you agree this guy his whole life is on the line he's got two lawyers who believe him so much and you know and i know defense attorneys do a lot of great pro bono work but, I mean, it's a big give when you say, I'll do this case pro bono. This is a big lift. This is a heavy Wait. lift. Um, but, but they believe in this case so much that they say they'll do it pro bono. Um, that's not gonna be a big issue on appeal that if he, if he loses and is convicted and his attorneys go in a whole different direction and, and don't go down the odinous path that's been laid out by Rosie and Baldwin. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? So immediately, I, I agree with with uh, lawyer Lori, uh, that you cannot keep these lawyers on the case once she says they're grossly incompetent. Because what happens is, if should he lose, I mean, that's immediate come back. The judge said these guys were incompetent. You allow them to stay on the case. Let me throw another thing in the on. mix, though. What if it's also the prosecutors who don't want him on the case? Mm-hmm. And the Would prosecutors you, uh, are, isn't that kind of dangerous when prosecutors get to pick the attorneys for the defendant or get to? That's very or
0: absolutely absolutely that's very dangerous
1: Get to have a motion to have them kicked off <laughs> yes that's very dangerous and it really struck me as like crazy that she would ask the prosecutors well what do you think about these defenses and then they start opining about how these guys are grossly inept or whatever whatever language they use that is wrong and it's just it's 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 leading to
0: It's leading to, in my personal opinion, my personal opinion is to, is that this is leading to she might be called incompetent herself to do this trial with everything going on and not be able to have this Richard Allen's case under her belt. I'm saying that there's just, she, I can't. This is a high profile case and you're just going to say shit like that. (sighs) I mean, you're going to say that anyway, but you're going to say that with everything going on. And you know damn well that the other side is going to be like, oh yeah, of course they're incompetent. You know that. You know that. They're doing everything on their side to win their case.
1: Oh, my God. An, an appellate process problem. Uh, ben Chu, what do you think of this? This? Well, let, me, let me give you something else that happened here. here here's a motion uh, filed by the attorney representing one of the attorneys who's kicked off the case, Andrew Baldwin. Witnesses would also have testified that continuity of counsel is always a crucial consideration. There would also be testimony that an un- necessary continuance forced by a judge would not be in the best interest of the accused. There would also be testimony that a person that has never practiced criminal defense is not competent to judge the effectiveness and necessities and quality of criminal defense represent. Wait, did I
0: just hear that right? She's not a criminal judge? Did I just hear that right? Hold, hold on who is this okay i didn't know that hold on i've got a l- you're gonna be with me for a second we're gonna look this up also i just wanted to note now because this just came to my mind that the murder Sheep podcast said that oh look he's looking more healthy this time he i mean look like he gained some weight well could that be because they switched guards because the guards that he that were looking after him had those old night patches. And maybe they were threatening him and mistreating him. Maybe. Again, my personal opinion. All right. It just says, Honorable Frances Siegel, so she served as a judge in Allen Supreme Court since January 1997. She was elected in 1996 and has been reelected four times. For more than 20 years, the judge has served as the administrative judge of Supreme Court Criminal Division, overseeing day-to-day operations. Six criminal counts, including misdemeanors, traffics, and felony counts. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, she is in the criminal division, but misdemeanor and traffic in felony courts. Has she really dealt with a murder case before? Ever? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, so during the other 25 years on the bench, she has gained statewide and national um, as an innovator, including jury management, resource justice, of the use of technology in the course. She's been honored many times by the contributions and criminal justice systems. Also, okay. She's been here for 20 years, been reelected four times, is there a chance that this would be one of her lost cases before she retires? Does that have something to do with it too? So since two thousand two, she's supervised the Allen Callen's Renewed Drug Court Program, which promotes recovery and families torn apart by substance abuse. Okay, I mean that's more that's more misdemeanor stuff. That is like in traffic. That's like DUIs. That's like DUIs, right? Received bachelor's degree, 1980, okay, jury's doctor from law, okay, so prior, so she rose from the chief deputy, prosecutors, okay, she serves as chief counsel, criminal division, deputy prosecuting, sex crime unit, section chief, and federal division, but that's not like, I mean... Federal villainy could be, could be murder? Has she ever dealt with a murder case though? Okay, I'm just trying to see like, what does she mainly deal with then? Hundreds of, sex crime unit, okay. Sexual assaults against women and children, okay. Which is absolutely terrible and good for her. Expanded, her trial schedule is expanded, robbery, burglary, arson and battery and other serious offenses. She was responsible for prosecution of all homicides, high-profile felony cases, arson's investigations, and cases involving public... So, she has done homicide, but that was in the prosecution office. That wasn't... Like, she defended against people who did homicide and stuff, not as a judge, right? Is that what I'm... Is that what I'm kind of getting at here? Because this was, like, before, right? Between 1984 and 1987. So, she's been on the opposite side of, like, someone who killed someone else and as a lawyer, but not as a judge? So, it sounds like, I mean, she's defended against people who have done sex crimes and um, murders and stuff, like, for the defense. But I don't believe that this is saying that she's ever been a judge for a murder. More like, just like sex crimes and that stuff, right? I mean, that's what I'm this. I might be wrong. Again, I'll do some more digging on this. Okay, let's go back.
1: Representation nor what representation is in the best interest of the accused. So now you've got Andrew Baldwin's attorney saying, judge, you never practiced criminal law. How on earth could you judge what is or is not a good criminal defense attorney? What do you think mm-hmm. of that, Ben? I don't think that uh, argument's going to be very convincing with uh, Judge Gull. And I I agree with uh, Rick and Lori. I I think that any prejudice to the defendant here has been allayed by the fact that the court has continued the trial and new counsel who are presumably competent will have more than enough time to prepare. And I think uh, in the run-up it said that that new counsel had the ability to make new motions and didn't and wasn't stuck with the motions file deemed incompetent. So I, I think this is the right way to go, although I certainly agree. It's it's unusual and it's a mess. Um, Lori, can I throw one more thing in the mix, which is the thing that really got the judge angry and upset. And we had an emergency hearing and where all this happened was the leaking of the crime scene photos. And as we heard from the Murder Sheet podcast, those leaked photos have not been published. Like, they haven't been published anywhere. I they, were, they were leaked, but they weren't published. So does, does that go into the equation of, of their gross negligence in, in all of this, that the information that was stolen from Andrew Baldwin's office by a friend, unbeknownst to him, and leaked, um... How would you feel, Lori, if you're representing someone and someone went into your office and took some things that were under seal and leaked them and you got kicked off the case because of that?
5: Well, you know, first of all, I did see them. They have been published. They just haven't been published mainstream, but I, I saw them. So they're out there. But... I'd be mad as hell. These, these people that are breaking into your office, first of all, you're supposed to have your office locked. There, Nobody should have access to your files. You are supposed to keep those things under lock and key. I was I have a lock to have office lock on my office door so that nobody can get into those things. But in this case, somebody did. They have been published. And are they prejudicial? Maybe. Do they show a lack of um, foresight into this case? Yes. But also, these lawyers went back on that. case because of the publicity. It's not just, hey, we believe so much in it. It's a lot of, there's a lot of publicity around this case and it can make or break our careers. Right now, it's breaking us. We want a chance to redeem ourselves. Do you believe
0: that? Do you think that this is all just like publicity for the lawyers and they think that this can make or break their careers and that's what they're in this for? Because they're public defenders. They don't make that much. Yeah, they went to law school and have all of, you know, all that debt to pay, but they don't make that much. And now they're going to do this case for free. They want to do this case for free. And look at how much they've already put into this. I feel like there would have been a very easier way to go about having their fame than having all this and going through all, all of this. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is all about that two seconds of fame. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments what you guys think. What do you guys think on this? Do you think that his lawyers should be back on the case? Do you think that the judge has now like compromised herself? Do you think that uh, these lawyers just went on just to get that 20 seconds of fame? Um, let me know what you guys think. Um, as always, like all the things, subscribe, leave us a review. It really does help. Um, If you like, no pressure, feel free to check out my Patreon. I will link it in the description below. And as always, just keep fucking going.